Welcome back to another episode of Bros Beard Sports. I'm Mills. I'm Cole. Together that makes us the Beards Bros. We got an interesting one coming at you guys this week. We're going to kick it off here talking about Mike Trout and his monster contract extension that he got from the Angels. 12 yeah. years, $430 million. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, what, what was that number again? Yeah, you heard me. $430 million. I don't know how a man can go through that kind of money in his lifetime. Oh, Honestly, I don't, it's beyond me. There's no way. No, um, th- this will bring his uh, his lifetime just from the Angels. Just just from the Angels. They will have paid him $580 million Yeah. in total. That's not even including any of his endorsement deals. Which he get? I mean, he's on the what are they? Breakfast burritos or whatever. Yeah, he's got all I kinds of weird the breakfast ones. burritos. There's the corn dogs. There's he's, Mike, Tr- Mike Trout. He's got his everything. Nike deal. Not to mention he's the Nike Golden Boy in the MLB. Four hundred and thirty million dollars is ridiculous. Just when you thought Bryce Harper and Manny Machado went and blew up the uh, MLB world with their contracts. Yeah, Mike Trout was like. Mm. You guys yeah. just, yeah, that's cute. That's cute little yeah. contract you guys got there. Guess uh-huh. what? I'll get more than you, Harper, and I will I'm get it. Less years. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. No, I, because I honestly, I thought Mike Trout deserves more than Harper. Yeah, I would, so I, I would most definitely have paid Mike Trout more than I would have paid Harper. I would have laughed at $430 million, though. But, I mean, that knowing, knowing Harper's agent and then yeah. knowing Mike Trout, like, I figured... I figured almost Mike Trout would take like the discount kind of thing. Like, well, yeah, he's I, more I, of the personality figured, to yeah. do it. I figured he would. He would whatever Harper signs, he would just kind of match it. Like right. maybe he one ups it a little bit, you mm-hmm. know. Like maybe he, you know, does the three thirty, but he he does it over the twelve years or something. Yeah, a hundred million more for a year less. Yeah, I didn't think he was getting a hundred mil more. Dude, that's it's just. Boy, yeah, yeah, that's a massive contract, and I mean, I want to see, I I want to see the fallout going forward with star players coming up for contracts now. Yeah, because obviously we already saw Bryce Harper and Manny Machado kind of flip the MLB free agency and just contract situations upside down in general, just with their contracts. Now Mike Trout comes along, got his four hundred and thirty million dollar extension, and. Correct me if I'm wrong. In the same day, then after this, Mookie Betts rejected a a huge offer from the Red Sox as well. I was, it wasn't the same day. Mookie Betts rejected the two hundred million dollar offer like at the end of the season. Oh man, that, that's when he rejected it. Oof. So so it turns out to be really smart. Yeah. For him because yeah he him and his agent probably looked in at this free agent class and at least they thought oh yeah Machado and Harper they'll reset the market. Mm-hmm. This well. Trout just re-reset it. So. Yeah. Trout was like, yeah, that market, yeah, that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I wish I could make $430 million. Are you kidding yeah. me? Well, then the, the interesting thing with Mookie is, like, Mookie's actually a solid infielder. Like, right mm-hmm. now he's playing outfield just because the that's how it works out to have the best team for Boston. Yeah, that's for just Boston. where he fits in. But he, if, like, you know, because some of their guys are getting older, if some yeah. of their infielders get older and he moves to infield, having his bat yeah. on the infield, like, he's, he's coming off an MVP season, and he's, what, 23, 24? He's young. He's super young. I don't know young. his exact age. I wouldn't off the top of my head, but he's yeah. young. He's. I know he's very young. So with his bat in the infield, yeah. that could be worth even more, yeah, I'd that argue. Instantly, that instantly uh, increases his value right there. I mean, his – Versatility in general is already going to help him, and then oh, yeah. factor in that like if he becomes an infield player primarily too, I could see him yeah. once again not. I, he, I don't think anyone's topping this four hundred and thirty million, no. but I could see him getting around a Harper or Machado deal. I I could see him even having. I could see him even landing somewhere in the middle of like, because he's able to say like, well, I'm better than both those two, so yeah, that's you fair. should give me more. So I could see him getting more than them, but less than Trout. Like I yeah. could see him getting like three eighty or something, oh, which boy. would be stupid, would be money, stupid but, money. Yeah. Which also the interesting thing to me is because the Angels kind of are dealing with the ramifications of a ten year deal that's paying a ridiculous amount of money in pool holes right now. They've been like stuck with that pool holes contract, and that's been kind yeah. of a thing on like why the Angels haven't put talent around Trout is like, oh well, they have so much money tied up in that pool holes contract that they can't do anything. 
Like I've legitimately heard this argument for a couple of years now. It's like, oh, that oh, yeah, that contract was contract an albatross. Yeah. Well, the problem is like, you know, I granted I don't think Trout will be in the same boat, but no, he's a little different. This is putting Trout to his year thirty nine. Oh goodness, I didn't even think about. Yeah, I forgot to do that. So you know that math. Even even Trout being amazing, even if Trout's amazing through thirty five. Yeah, you're still those I last mean, four years might be rough. Yeah. Especially as a center fielder, too. Yeah. I mean, he'll probably make the switch to one of the yeah. left or right fields. But either yeah. way, I mean, his the way he the way he plays, like his speed and everything, too, you, you could see that kind of start to go down because yeah. he's always good for, what, 20 steals a season? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, well, I mean, you'll just have, that's you'll get to see him adjust how he plays the game, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's going to have to if he wants to still bring value with this contract at what he's at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Otherwise, it, I'd like to assume he's not. it's not going to be as bad as the Pujols one is because yeah. mm-hmm. they just think Mike Trout is, in general, yeah. more talented all around and yeah, is going same, to maintain same. or continue to be like that throughout same. his career. Um, yeah. My, my just concern was like, well, if Mike Trout's, you know, 37, 38, 39 – yeah, he could definitely be having. He could also be, you know, his body could start breaking down. He started right. having a lot of injuries and stuff. Right. Like and that goes back you, to just how he you're plays, going, and also just the human body when yeah. you start getting to forty. Well, right, and factor. What I'm saying is like the human body, and then you factor in the way yeah. he plays and mm-hmm. like him stealing and how yeah. he's going to be or, playing you know, center field for a considerable amount of time. Yeah. You know, all that that's a lot more running around and everything. Yeah. You'll see if we'll see if that, that all adds know, up. Like slamming into the wall to make yeah. those catches he makes, like. Yeah. There's all kinds you're, of little you're factors. Thir- you're in 35, they'll start to break ribs. <laughs> yeah. There's all kinds of factors that go into there. Either way, I mean, congrats to Mike Trout on a huge contract. Biggest in all of North American sports, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It has to be. I couldn't. I, it, it's most definitely in North American sports. Yeah. And it, I think it m- might, or it's close to. International. I'm hard. sure it's. Cl- it's I'm sure it's tell. close, but I wouldn't. I mean, so, so yeah, soccer. I wouldn't doubt that there's a soccer weird, player out there. Yeah, well, or a couple Messi and Ronaldo just, make a ton. Boom. Also, yeah, it's well known. Like the Chinese league pays a ton to like aging players just to go play their last season and stuff. So, yeah. like sometimes they make stupid money. Yeah. And then going back to Mookie over there at uh, in uh, Boston, they the Red Sox did re-sign one of their stars. Chris Sale just re-signed for his uh, five-year, $150 million contract. Your, your boy, the heartbreaker. Yeah, I lo- uh, I'm a Chris Sale fan. I just wish he wasn't in Boston. I don't like Boston. Fun fact <laughs> about me, guys, I have a adamant disdain for Boston. Just Boston sports in general. Don't like them. Yeah, no, I I have to agree. Boston sports are some of my least favorites. Yeah. And it sucks because Chris Sale plays in Boston, and I'm a huge Chris Sale fan, but here I am. I can't root for him. I yeah. want him to win a Cy Young. I'll root for all the individual accolades, but sorry, Sale. I don't want you winning a ring unless it's anywhere else. Well, he, he already won yeah. the one. Dang it. I forgot. Oh, my <laughs> so, goodness. That was so stupid of me. That's he's, right. He's won the one. They've won uh, the one. Now it's just rooting against them. I totally forgot. <laughs> wow, that was a mental lapse if there ever was one. Long day. Long day for me. Very long day. Been up since, like, 4.30. Yeah, we had, we had morning practice Morning practice. Today. Our brains are fried right now, so you guys... Bear yeah. with us here, okay? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Dang it. Congrats, Chris Sale. I hate Boston, though. <laughs> well, well, there's yeah. that's pretty much all that's notable. Well, actually, well, no. The White Sox signed Eloy Jimenez to a six-year, $43 million deal. Oh, yes. Which I'm this happy about happy. because I was really nervous that with all of the them refusing to call him up and then not starting the season with him in the MLB, he's gonna that's going to ruin their relationship with him. If it did... Yeah, still get six years out of it, so we'll see. Well, here's my question then. So do you think he uh, – you obviously think he's going to play this year, right? Oh, yeah, no doubt. He's probably going to miss the first – he's probably going to miss May. Uh, well, does that – would he still be able to win, like, Rookie of the Year? Or is that yeah, one of those weird the, things where that delays the... it to where he doesn't win it till next year? No, he would be able to win Rookie of the Year if they called him up early enough this year. Do, do you think that will happen? Do you think he'll end up winning it? Um, it depends. It honestly, if they call him up early enough, I wouldn't, I would keep his name in the conversation for it just because that's the hype around him. Okay. I mean, his tri- his numbers in the minors speak for themselves. I think he's yeah. earned his spot now in yeah. the, uh, 
in I the know, MLB. It's just it's, interesting. It, I mean, you never rook, rookie of the year is just like nah, it could be anyone. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just so it's so unpredictable. Yeah. Well, I know I know his numbers batting are insane. What what position does he play? Uh, he is a left and right fielder. Okay, he's outfield. Yeah, outfield. Solid. So well, he has to be happy with the new market that's been set for yeah. outfielders. Yeah. That oh definitely, <laughs> especially for right fielders. Yeah. Well, for. <laughs> For the uh, yeah, for the Sox, that's the the six years, forty million. That's a steal. Yeah, no, if they can keep him and he is and he hits like everyone assumes, all of their prospects are going to do for some reason. Because the yeah. general assumption now is suddenly to not be skeptical with prospects. Well, I feel like he's done well enough. No, in yeah, AAA no, he's a little different. He's kind of like a more of a known than he's, a lot of the other ones. Yeah, he's a different case because he's actually lit up. Like he's played above the level of play in the minor leagues. Yeah. Whereas their other like, guys the haven't necessarily done that. They've just kind of been rated at top prospects yeah. without really putting the numbers together that like are just they just jump off the page at yeah. you, you know. Well I even hate when like a dude has like a good like three month stretch in single A mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden Oh, he's gonna be a Hall of Famer in the MLB. I'm like it's single A, it's dude. Single A, come yeah. on. I I don't really put much stock in the minor leagues until trip triple a is where i think the number is at well obviously this is going to be a super obvious statement now that i thought about it obviously the closest you're getting to mlb quality is triple a yeah so in my opinion single a is like oh cool all right if they do well in single a yeah you you put them up to uh you just send them to double a and you see what happens but i don't really put much stock in those numbers in terms of judging how they'll be in the mlb yeah, because there's guys yeah. who could spend forever in the minors, and because they have what it takes for Double A, but not Triple A. Yeah. So, like, there's what's his name on the White Sox? Dylan Cease is one of their pitching prospects. Everyone's so hyped on him. He's in Single A. Yeah, that that's hard. Like last so, year, like, he pitched all in Single A. I'm like, that's cool. Like, yeah, you can still be one of considered one of our top prospects and everything. But how are you going to judge a guy so hard based on his Single A performance? He didn't even get called up to Double A, which. Yeah. Those don't affect your minor league options on your contract, you know? Yeah. So it's like maybe yeah. Rick Hahn knows something I don't, but I feel like they can't wait forever with these prospects because especially when they're pitchers because they're going to get older and they're already like in their – it's not like these are all like sub-20. They're like 20 to 24. Yeah. So you got to use patience, not too much. Sorry for my little tangent there. Mm-hmm. I just – White Sox prospects. So uh, you ready to, to move on to uh, the one month of the year where yep. I follow basketball? Yep. You bet. March yep. Madness is upon us, everybody. It and is, we it have started our brackets. Started off uh, semi decently, I would say. We're gonna we're not gonna spend the whole time reading our brackets off to you guys. No, no. So we're gonna just we're gonna go from our elite eight on. Yeah. I would Which like to. Uh, I I would like to put out the disclaimer. Okay. For when it comes to NCAA basketball, I only pay attention to the Oregon Ducks, like during the season, because mm-hmm. I I don't honestly really care about right the men men's basketball like throughout the year. Like it just I know everybody gets hyped around like the big Duke matchups and stuff, and like yeah that's cool, and you know I'll watch it, but I'm not going out of my way to watch those games. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not going out of my way to watch any like the general normal conference schedule or no, anything I don't, for most of the teams. I don't sub- – I, I really only pay attention weird. to Oregon. I start watching, honestly, at the uh, conference championships. Yeah. I'll watch those because I use that to kind of base my bracket decisions. Yeah. So we – and everyone who's listed knows I'm not – I don't keep up with basketball all that much. So there's very little expertise put into my bracket. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. However, I won our track team's bracket challenge last year. You did. Villanova. That's what's up. Um, yep. Which, which means uh, I would like to share my bracket name with everybody. Yeah, I was going to ask if you wanted to share that. This is a clever one. I, I'm proud of myself for this. Vill they win a Nova one. I'm going to be mouthful. honest. I didn't want to pick Villanova to win it this year, but with that, when I came up with that name, I kind of had to, right? Yeah. I don't have, like, it would just be dumb of me to make that my bracket name and pick, say, Duke or North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd call you out if you did that. Yeah. I'd so be I like, had come to go on, with Villanova as my champion. So there you go. There's my champion pick, but we'll still run through our Elite Eights here. Do right. you want to run through yours first? Yeah. You know, how? we'll just do it this way. I'll say it, and then you'd say if you have the same. 
Okay. Just because so, we... So then just go, like, east, south, uh, yeah, yeah. west, midwest. Perfect. Then. All right. So my Elite Eight matchup, I have Duke at Michigan... Or Duke and Michigan State. Okay. I uh, I also have Michigan State. Uh, I'm really banking on Michigan State there. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't like Duke. So I kind of, you know... Want Duke to go out as early as possible. But you have the same matchup, right? No, I I do not have Duke. I have Virginia Tech beating Duke in the Sweet 16. So I have have Virginia Tech, Michigan State. Okay. And then I got Virginia at Villanova. Okay. I have the the same matchup there. All right. I will say I do want it on the record. It's tied 25-25 at halftime for Wisconsin-Oregon. I have Wisconsin – or I have Oregon – beating Wisconsin, and I have Oregon going to the Sweet 16. I really wanted to pick the Ducks to go further, but I couldn't justify it. Well, I have Oregon over Wisconsin in that one as well, so we'll see what happens. Um, and then going to the West, I have uh, – Ooh, this, this is – oh, wait, no. Ooh, whoops, read the wrong part on my no. bracket. My heart broke a little bit there. I have Gonzaga at – or not at – Gonzaga versus Florida. Okay. And then – North Carolina versus Houston. Okay, so I have uh, I have Gonzaga versus Texas Tech. Okay, I have, uh, I have Texas Tech making a little run there, and then I have North Carolina versus Houston. Yeah. Okay. Well. Cool. And then going into the final four, my final four matchup, my final four are Michigan State and Gonzaga and Villanova and North Carolina. I have the same exact final four. Yeah, this is where it gets. This is where it gets good, guys. <laughs> Cole, your championship matchup is? Uh, I picked uh, Gonzaga-Villanova. And your winner? Uh, I picked Gonzaga. Your predicted score? 72-67. I picked the same matchup. Yep. My winner, Villanova. Now, I want the rec- I want this on the record. We did not make these brackets together. No, we did not. My predicted score is Villanova 74-67. to Two-point difference. Flip the teams. Um, (laughs) Honestly, looking at my bracket, I think I've put such blind faith in Michigan State or unwarranted faith in Michigan State. Same. same. That that Bradley game made me very nervous. I I sent them to the Final Four last year, I think, and they lost in the first round to number 15 Buffalo or whoever it was. Yeah. And I was just like, are you kidding me? And Michigan State always loses yeah. early. The the other the other one that's kind of appearing unwarranted is uh the Villanova making it to the final. Get out of here. They won last year. They didn't look good. But here's the thing. Here's here's why I picked Villanova. Is because they're not a team that bases solely on freshmen. They're usually mostly upperclassmen. Mm-hmm. I think this team's a little bit younger than last year's was, but it's still mostly upperclassmen. And then they're very well coached, so they're like really yeah. good at things like defense and inbounding. Yeah. But they need to work and no. stuff. Did you watch their and game uh, last night? I I didn't see because I was at work. Yeah, but dude, I've, I've watched highlights and I've seen. Towards the end, I had to hear all about it, and Ugh. that concerns me. Their inbounding was because that's one of cause... the main reasons why I chose them. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, oh yeah, their I'm coaching not... will get them through a lot of these situations. I'm watching hail mary, not hail mary, like down the court, but like just a leap of faith lob over a defender. Oh, I'm like, are you kidding me? You guys can't make a run to get. Eyes open because that's what they were amazing at. Yeah, that's part of the reason I, just, I thought. Because I'm like, when it comes down to the end of the game, like inbounding and stuff like that is legitimately the reason they won last year. Yeah, and I figured they'd be elite at that again. Because, well, you know, coaching, but but apparently, in my opinion, not so they're great. still they're still winning it all. That's all I'm saying. Villanova, hopefully, they're gonna win another one. I'm still, back still to back. hoping. The one thing I want to talk about on my bracket that I just feel like an idiot for is the Marquette pick. Yeah, same, same. I feel so, I thought so I only stupid sent, on that I thought one. I only sent them to the round of 32, so I wasn't too upset when they lost. And then I realized I have them in my sweet 16. So that, uh, yeah, that didn't make much sense. Yeah, I mean, I think my my issue was kind of the because uh, I knew Murray State had the had the one kid who was good. But I don't like picking teams that only have, like, one star right, player. Right, you don't want to just go on one guy. Because, you know, it comes too much on them, especially when you're, like, you have to play so many games in the yeah. tournament that, like, you know, you can right. make a little bit of a run, but usually you die out. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, though, I I picked Marquette because I'm like, oh, they got a good reputation. And then 
And then it was like it was like because I, I picked Florida State, and so it's like oh it's a four and a five. Marquette's got a really good reputation. They'll they'll, they'll upset. Yeah, they'll upset the four, and yeah. then boom that gets them the Sweet Sixteen. Oh yeah, they're losing to Gonzaga. Dude, I don't even know. And why now I'm looking at this Marquette. like I don't I'm even have idiot. a justifiable reason for picking Marquette. It was I'm based pre- solely off my like perception of I'm them. I'm pretty as a sure I looked school. at that and was like, well that's a five versus twelve. And I can't pick only 12s, so I guess I'll pick Marquette. And then I'm looking at the Florida State-Marquette matchup, and I'm like, well, Marquette, Marquette would be running with some uh, – they'd have some momentum going into that one, so I'll pick them again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mistake. Um, I'm. But that being said, that is the only team off the board in my Sweet 16. So I still have a potential to get 15. Yeah, that's the only team off in my Sweet 16 as well. Yeah. So we're Which, lo- we're looking good there. Granted, Oregon still needs to win. Uh, where did I send Oregon to? Mm, yeah, I need Oregon to win too. Yeah, they, I, they'll face UC Irvine. Go Anteaters. Yeah. Shout out to the uh, SoCal area over there. Yeah, your uh, your cousin teaches there. I'm yeah. Um, shout out UC Irvine. Go Anteaters. What's up? <laughs> I don't know what they if they have a chant or something, but I I picked that one. I I picked that one too. I got lucky yeah, on that. That was a that was a good one. I'm proud of that one. I like when I get my upsets right. Um I do have to apologize. I did to my cousins that are the Iowa alums. I did not pick Iowa over Cincinnati. Uh, I'm gonna apologize to you guys. Try I not did. to disown me or hate me for that one, but it goes life goes on, you know. <laughs> It happens. I don't. Th- I don't think they're beating Tennessee. So you, bear with me. You, you got to have faith in your Iowa. I actually have Iowa beating Tennessee. Get out of here. Do you really? I actually, honestly, do. Oh, they're gonna like you more. Because I. Because bl- I have it being. I'm I, blood. I have it being like Iowa Villanova. Jeez. In the Sweet Sixteen. So yeah, I have. I have Iowa beating Tennessee. Which I'm really rooting for Iowa to be Tennessee because I want Tennessee knocked out because we have several teammates who have chosen Tennessee. Yeah, no, Tennessee I don't want Tennessee. I don't want Tennessee. Yeah, even uh, past the Sweet Sixteen. The uh, the genius that Coach Bob is, I believe he picked Tennessee, right? Yeah. And uh, so yeah, Coach, I can't lose in the bracket to Coach Bob. So no, I need Tennessee to lose. Yeah, I can't have Tennessee win, especially because I still don't. I still think it's hilarious when they made that "Don't pick us" video last year. Oh yeah. I just want that I, forgot I want about that, that to resurface again, you know, and this would be <laughs> them losing would be a great reason. However, if they're going to lose, let it be to Villanova in the Sweet 16. That's all I'm saying. Nah, go Iowa. Go Hawkeyes. No, I need Shut up. No, you're wrong. You're wrong about this. I'm, you're wrong. I'm, I'm trying to get the the uh the Miller family on board with me. They're all on board with you already. Don't worry. <laughs> well, Okay, as you guys can see, there's our March Madness expertise. Yep. We don't need to bore you and let you hear how uneducated some of our decisions yep. are. We'll just yep. you can laugh some at it. You can laugh about it to yourselves and make fun of us to yourselves or make fun of us on Twitter. It doesn't matter to me. Yep. Any kind of activity on Twitter would be nice. Just going to throw great. that in there. Anyway, we'll move on. Um so we'll pick so, it up now. Let's go to let's let's talk about wide receivers in the NFL. We got some wide receiver drama going on. Yeah, the big one right now is a uh, Tyreek Hill, which we'll spend some time about that. Let's just quickly brush over the contract talk going on. Well, quote, oh, yes. air quotes around talk. Um, well, there's so there's Odell yeah. being traded to Cleveland, and now it's he wants a new contract. That he wants a new contract. Right. There's nothing like emerged on what he wants, and I. Odell's been very quiet. Odell mm-hmm. has not said anything. It's almost like he's the opposite of uh, Antonio Brown. He's just kind yeah. of uh, playing it super quiet. Yeah. And it's just kind of rumored that he wants a new contract. Mm-hmm. But he just signed, right? Yeah, he just signed. Yeah, I think. Granted, I mean, I mean, I get part of wanting a new deal because it's with he, a new team. he signed with the Giants. Yeah, and that they contract is what he agreed with. For the Giants, yeah. now he's traded, so he wants to so, he wants a new agreement with the team yeah. he's on, which makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. Granted, I part of me just is kind of annoyed by when players sign a new contract, and then one year later they're like, "Well, I'm no longer the highest paid, so I want a new contract." Right. I'm kind of like, get a good agent, and your agent should have gotten you the good contract to begin with. Right. I don't think Odell's is a matter of wanting to be the highest paid. I think he is just looking to get come to. I mean, obviously, he probably wants an increase, but yeah, 
I think he's more so looking to just come to an agreement with the team he's on now. Which is fair. Because I can understand I can understand the reasoning behind it. Like he came to that contract agreement, it was negotiated with the Giants. Yeah. He and it thought was something he was gonna he agreed be a member to of the with Giants. the Giants, assuming yeah. he was gonna be a part of the Giants future. Yeah. So he probably wants to be like, Well, I'm part of the Browns future now. I want an agreement that you guys think is fair and that I think is fair from you guys. Yeah. So it makes sense. I get it that. Does. The one that has bothered me and will continue to is the Julio contract talks. Yeah. Because Julio's Cause thing it, just seems to be strictly about money. His is the, I sign a new contract, and then two years later, you know, I'm halfway through my contract, and up, it's not good enough. Right. Which I do think Julio Jones is definitely one of the top five receivers in the NFL. He's been one of the top five. So, yeah, Julio should be up there in the in the discussion for highest paid. Right. And, you know, I think it is somewhat fair with how much, like, because Matt Ryan was made the highest paid quarterback for a while. And, like, Matt Ryan still paid at the top elite level. Right. Like, he's the top three quarterback, even though he's more, like, 10th. Yeah. He's a little bit further yeah. down there. Right, so I, I kind of understand Julio being like, well, you're giving him, like, he's an elite. I am an elite. I right. want to be paid like it. I get it. But it's also, it all started way too soon after he signed the new contract. It came yeah. right after... Uh, A.B. signed his with the Steelers, yep. if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Because A.B. became the new yep. highest paid wide receiver, and then he's like, well, I want more. Yeah. I want to beat that contract. and it's, Which, I <sighs> honestly, I think if you're going to do that, just sign like only sign two-year deals. Yeah, sign a short Which, deal then. If you're, if, if you're going to want to always have to be the guy who's resetting the market, why are you going to sign long-term anywhere? Yeah. Well, like, and I think an interesting example is uh, Larry Fitzgerald. I was looking at his contracts today. For most of it, he signed two- and three-year deals mm-hmm. for most of his career. I, yeah, I never actually ever looked into the Larry Fitzgerald well, like, contract There, there was a what, because I believe he actually is the – there was – I forget what years it was, but there were three years where he made $20 million, which is the highest any wide receiver has ever been paid, mm-hmm. which, you know, considering Larry Fitzgerald – I've never even heard of it done, or heard of that or about that, not of. Well, that, that's because Larry Fitzgerald is Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, he's he doesn't quiet. talk about money. He's quiet. True. He's also off in Arizona, so it's not a big media market, so it's not talked yeah, about. Yeah, you got a point there. But, yeah, so – and that was that was a while ago. Like, I think that was like 2011, 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. Like, so that was like peak him carrying teams, putting up 1,000 yards with – Absolutely no quarterback, right? Because the team wanted to waste his prime. <laughs> well, you know, teams you know. do that with people. You know, that's you have, part, you have of, the that's best, part of football. You have the best receiver in the NFL, but you know, let's not give him someone who can actually get him the ball. Don't build a team around him. It's similar to Mike Trout in uh, L.A. Best player in baseball, never really built a team around him. Yep. Granted, it's a little different with the age and everything and how that all prime yeah. works in baseball, but still similar idea. Yeah. Or you can even talk about how the Packers always failed to actually build around Rodgers. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, hey, we gave you some ragtag players, now make them good. Yeah. So. Yeah, which I actually, did you see Rodgers, uh, he put out a, uh, is the, like the Shawshank Redemption quote on Twitter, where it was, I forget the exact quote, but it's about like, you know, being sad when like your friends leave. Mm-hmm. It's like it's at the like, the end of the movie when like yeah. there's that like monologue about like being sad your friends left, but even yeah. though you know, like they weren't supposed to be in prison and they're gone now, but like you still feel like oh I miss them. It's kind of that was ba- that was what Rogers Rogers put that quote on, and everybody's yeah. like, well, I bet he's uh, he's thinking about all his all his friends and his pull this up his wide quick. receivers uh, leaving because they because. It, Green Bay has right. lost most of their wide receivers, and then even like Jordy Nelson still put up seven hundred plus yards yeah. last year in kind of a crappy offense in Oakland. And like, honestly, I don't think they ever should have let him go. No, and I that's what that's where I don't think Rodgers has as much power as people think he does mm-hmm. in that organization, or at least he doesn't wield it. Because from everything I've seen, like Rodgers was. Pissed Nelson left. Yeah. Because Rogers is legitimately like good friends with Nelson. Yeah. No, I don't they know. had a good relationship. Even, and Nelson could still play, so I don't know why you didn't just have, you know, Nelson still. Yeah, well, they signed, They released him so they could sign uh, Jimmy Graham last year. Which, they basically uh, just, we know how that didn't work. Yeah. That, 
whatever. Honestly, if the Packers want to keep screwing up, I'm more than happy with it. <laughs> I know it. you're more than I happy with it. I pulled up the Rodgers quote. I pulled it up because I was originally going to make fun of it because I don't like Rodgers or the <laughs> Packers. But it's – I don't want to make fun of it. It's too nice. I know. But I, I will wanna, you say – You want to read it? No. So, no, 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 okay. no, no, no. I'll, I'll tear up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, but I will say, thank goodness Randall Cobb is out of the NFC North. <laughs> That man, I have watched him burn the Bears too many times, and I have watched Clay Matthews, who is also now out of the AFC yeah. NFC North. I've watched him hurt the Bears too many times. I want them gone. They're both gone. Yeah. I can sleep Which at night mean, now. I'm going to be honest. I think Rodgers is Rogers the only person. Like him and Crosby, I think, are the only two left from the Super Bowl team, if I'm correct. Oh, goodness. I... <sighs> I could be years, wrong. That was eight years ago, but probably. I, I, if I had think to guess, they're the only. I think it's just Rodgers and Crosby are the only two that were on the Packers when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, which I'll see uh, if I can pull that up. You know, that's gotta suck. You know, you see all of your all your friends, all the guys you won a Super Bowl with, they'd all leave. Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember the receive Donald Driver on that. Yeah, Donald Driver. Is he still? Donald Driver was still on there when they won. Let's all right. Let's pull up the. I'm gonna pull up their. <laughs> see if I can pull up the roster from this. Uh, from that Super Bowl, real quick. Bear with me here. Yeah. Um, goodness. Yeah, I'm gonna assume those are the only two left. Uh, I think. I think I read somewhere that go, those were the only we two left. Final roster. That, yeah, after oh, Matthews. Matt Flynn was on that. Oh, the the glorious backup. Yeah. I don't believe he's in the NFL anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't Coon, John Coon's not on there. No. Uh, no. They have some other no. guy now. Yeah. Um. I think it's only Rodgers. Yeah. No. That's that would be it now, unless there's some unna- unknown backup that I'm missing. But. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, they had Charles Woodson that year too. That yeah. Was his, he went and chased his ring and got it. Yeah, no. Rodgers lost a lot of pieces. Well, and Woodson was in Green Bay for several years, right? Yeah, but then he went right back to Oakland. Yeah. I don't know how long he was in Green Bay for. I didn't keep I thought, up with I that. I thought he was in Green Bay for a while. He could have. He, I mean, he, he very went, well could have been. He, he went back to Oakland to, to finish his career, which is always nice. Yeah, but either way, it, yeah, it's Mason Crosby and uh, – Rodgers, the last two from yeah. that Super Bowl team. Which, after Crosby's year last year, it could very well be <laughs> just Rodgers soon. No, they have too much faith in him. That's true. Although, uh, Wait, he was on the Packers for a while. Ignore me. Yeah. Six years with Green Bay. Yeah, I thought he was on for a while. Yeah. You're yeah. right. You, you right. My bad. I was wrong there. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, Although, no, all those players are moving on now to other places. Um leaving just Rodgers and Crosby, the remnants of their Super Bowl year. Um, other players moving on from where they're from. Fitzmagic, not yeah. leaving the state, but he's, uh, moving, to, he's moving to South Beach he's now. He's moving to South he's, Beach. Finally, the, uh, the Dolphins found themselves a quarterback. Yeah. I, I use I, that lightly. I, I will say I find it kind of ironic that because uh, – you know, Fitzmagic did his whole like Conor McGregor look. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to South Beach now, which is where Conor McGregor just got arrested in a couple weeks back. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's kind of there, there's a little bit of irony there. It's kind of funny. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, Fitzmagic. Uh, I think he's the perfect quarterback for, for Miami right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, let's be honest. He's Fitzma- not going to embrace the tank. No. But no, he's not he, talented enough to. Avoid it. Well, well here, here's what's going to happen. He's going to have, like, three games where he's going to go off. Right. Where he's going to throw, like, eight touchdowns, and you're going to be like, what the heck? And he's going to earn himself a new contract yeah. somewhere else. And then he's going to have the rest of the games where he goes out and he throws six interceptions in the first half. Yeah, well. And you're you know, like, well, life it's, comes it's magic. Quick. I wish – yeah. I mean, either way, he's gonna he's gonna have like you said he's gonna go hot like crazy hot yeah. for like three games. Although, granted, I will say, I think he was in better position to succeed, better position to succeed in Tampa Bay because their wide receiver core was ridiculous. Yeah. No. I, he's got, Miami he's got doesn't he's, he doesn't really have he's anybody going to throw to a to. tanking team in yeah. Miami. I don't know what else to say about it. They're trying. Yeah. They're no. Miami, they're tanking. They want to admit they're tanking, is, but they're tanking. Miami is they're not all building. in. 
all in on the quarterback draft next year. I would I would which, agree to that which, or agree with that. I think that's the smartest plan of any of these teams. Yeah. Like any of these teams debating on taking, like I know Kyler Murray could be good, but like really uh, Haskins I uh, Haskins I have a, I'm, I'm usually not, hesitant not, about Ohio State. I'm not quarterbacks, big on him. But Haskins I feel like he fits your uh prototypical my, quarterback mold. Just, just my thing is the draft next year is so good. No, I know. Like, I know. I, I'm i not meaning to diss on these guys like Murray and Haskins. I'm just, if I was my GM, I am so high on mm-hmm. especially how deep the draft class is. Right. Because I like Fromm out of Georgia. I like Easton out of Washington. I obviously... Absolutely love Herbert out of Oregon. Oh, really? You're telling me, huh? <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have no, thought? No, but then it? I even like the, uh, you know, uh, Tua out of Alabama and stuff. Like, it's so loaded next year. Like, that class is yeah. so deep. No, I know. I, I would definitely hold off for next year if I were yeah. any of these teams or GMs. If, but if I'm a GM, still... I'm trading for picks next year so yeah. I can trade up one next thing, year. One thing that I am. I don't want to say I don't know the word I'm looking for here, but like, I'm content with hearing or lack of hearing. I guess is the other quarterbacks in this class. Like, I'm glad that we're focusing on Haskins and Murray, who I think are the only two good yeah. enough quarterbacks. I'm skeptical Although, about the rest of them. I mean, Drew Locke has been getting some hype in like a but lot. I've heard a lot it, less yeah. about him now. But it's still like if you look at all the mock drafts. They still all have him, like, sneaking into the first round. So, like, which, yeah, I don't – I'm not huge on him. Neither am I. I I think he could be – I think if you get him in, like, the second or third round and you sit him for, like – Yeah, quote, unquote, redshirt him. Yeah, I almost feel like if you were, you know, some team like the the Chargers or something – and you drafted him and just sat Mm -hmm. him behind Big Ben for – Just groomed him and turned him into what you wanted. Yeah. Yeah, you just you sit him behind, you know, Big Ben, a Philip Rivers, yeah. a sit him behind. Well, a Drew Brees, I the, somebody. I think the Steelers have Mason Rudolph to be that guy. I don't buy Mason Rudolph as I an do. NFL quarterback. Oak State, that's what's up. Yeah, no, Oak State Cowboys, in the Big maybe. Twelve, no. Doesn't nope. matter. That's probably what they're going to do. They drafted him. He's going to sit behind him. It's he was, true. I think he's, hey, he's got will, a talented. I arm. will enjoy it when Pittsburgh is bad. Yeah. So Especially with the rest of that division. But I would like for New England to be bad first. True. Just saying. True. Just saying. The, the day when Brady and Belichick retire, I will uh I will be ecstatic. I will be celebrating. I yeah. will celebrate no, no, like like I'll the, have my the, own parade. Exactly. It won't be a Super Bowl would, parade, yeah. but it'll be it like a the, hey, another team's gonna win yep, the Super Bowl parade. Yep. Yep. Still got Super Bowl and parade in it. I'm pretty sure I can get Chicago to sign off on that, right? Oh, I'm I'm pretty sure we could get most people across the U.S. to sign on to. Uh, we'll the, just go right down Route 66 yeah. the whole way. Yep, everybody will be on board. Not Boston, but not like, not Boston. Like everybody except it. Boston. I but, don't care what Boston yeah. thinks. They've they've. I mean, we, Boston we doesn't may, need to win anymore. We it's might, ridiculous. We could very well cost ourselves the Boston market if this podcast blows up, and I don't care because I don't like that. Boston. I'm fine with I'm losing fine the Boston with it. market. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah, Boston. Boo. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. You got your quick hits for me, I, Cole? Uh, I, do have, I do have some quick, quick hits, hits for you. Quick hits coming at you guys here. Okay. So, quick hit number one. We uh, we talked about Mike Trout earlier. Yeah. So, so here's the question. Mike Trout's got 12 years with the Angels. Mm-hmm. I think this is his last contract, considering it's up in age 39. I yeah, think he retires at the end. 39. I, I think he pretty much those. retires at the end of this contract. Yeah. So Mike Trout's got 12 years. Does he win a ring? Does he bring home the goods? Can the Angels put enough around him to pull it off sometime in the next 12 years? He's very deserving of a ring. I agree. And I'd like to think he'll win one. I just have not seen the Angels do a damn thing yep. to make me say, yes, they're going to win a ring with Mike Trout. I, Otani, their big signing, yeah. the dude who, what did he, they said he needed Tommy John surgery. 
Yeah, I think he had it already. Yeah. yeah. Either way, like Which, the, that's I re- the first, I really he, like Otani. I do, but he is the first. How long Mike Trout's been with the Angels for? How many years now? Like six. Yeah. This is the first. Maybe I think even more. Yeah, because well, did he come out when he was? I think he came out when he was like nineteen or twenty. So it's like six or seven because he's twenty-seven right Let's now. Let's go to good old Uncle Google real quick. Go but to either Google. yeah, either way, I have not seen the Angels do anything. That would lead me to believe that they're going to successfully build a team that'll win a World Series around Mike Trout, and I feel yeah. like I genuinely feel bad for him. Well, then, the, yeah. I mean, my thing is like, I, I, obviously, I want the Giants to win. You know, the next twelve World Series. But he started I, when he was twenty. I, Sorry, not to cut you off there, but Mike yeah. Trout started at age twenty. Yeah. No, but I would, I would sacrifice. You know, the the Giants can win eleven. Mike Trout needs to win one. Yeah, but I, I feel like I if he's winning it, it's him to. being traded somewhere. I just, Which I, I don't, I don't think he will. Right. I, think I just, he, this is his. I'm I can't being say he's an angel winning it with the life. Angels. I, Same. The angel, and I'll be happy to eat those words. Oh but yeah. The Angels have done nothing. The fact that their prospect pool like isn't even that. Yeah. Good. Seven right now. years of Mike Trout, and they've done nothing that would lead me to believe that they're bu- going to build a World Series yeah. team. And Sorry. it'd be one thing if like, you know, they have a lot of young prospects in there mm-hmm. that are like going to be in the league in you right. know four years or right. something i'd be like okay i could see maybe four years down the line they'll they'll win it but like right now yeah the i angels, unfortunately don't see any reason this is going to be a comparison that probably won't make sense to you because you're not a big hockey fan but i have the same vibe with mike trout in the angels as i do with Connor mcdavid in edmonton edmonton okay. is a team that has a lot of young talent and has always had like first overall picks or like third overall picks, really early first round picks. They have done literally nothing with that. They are just they are just bad. They've made the playoffs like one time in however many years. I feel the same about Mike Trout. I just yeah. it, it's a team that's got a stud player, one like the best in the game and they can't seem to figure out how yeah. to build a championship or even yeah. even a contender or just like a team that can make a run in the playoffs. Yeah. Cuz they don't even get to the playoffs. Yeah. Well, and it's almost like, and this is going to be kind of a little bit of a weird comparison, but I'd almost say uh, Joe Thomas on the Browns for all those years. Yeah. Like, Joe Thomas is one of the best offensive linemen to play. And he was on, like, to be recognized as one of the best offensive linemen in the league when you have no quarterback is honestly impressive. Right. It's just. And I feel like he would have looked even better if he had a good quarterback. I just, I have no faith in the Angels to build a team around him. Now, obviously, in 12 years, we can see a complete overhaul of met front office yeah. and everything but, but until then but I, I, I but I see that being at like the end of Trout's yeah. contract where it's like where well things he's stand 38 now, it's not happening and based on what I've seen I'm gonna say no okay uh, so quick hit number two yep do you buy the hype around Dwayne Haskins Pro Day Because there's been a lot of hype, especially people are going all on about, like, his 55-yard bomb down the field and stuff. Um, I don't put a lot of stock in throwing in the combine, in just in general. Yeah. My reason is because Trubisky was crazy accurate during his combine performance in Pro Day and everything for his year. And he his he, ooh, ooh, sorry there I mixed up my words. Yeah. He has had accuracy issues since coming into the NFL. Now mm-hmm. I love Trubisky, but he has accuracy issues. And he was, yeah. everyone fell in love with his accuracy in college, mm-hmm. and how well he displayed it in the combine in his pro day. So, yep. The, based off of that example, I'm a little skeptical. However, I do think Haskins, same as Trubisky, has the tools to be a good quarterback. I just think it is it going to translate? I can't care. I can't necessarily say it will. Um, so I'm I'm not buying the hype. I still think he's one of the better options in this draft. Not that that's saying much, mm-hmm. but I will still stand by my thought that he has the quarterback build in traits that like the traditional quarterback build and pocket passer traits that teams yeah. will want. So I can for him, I see it's more justified if a team's going to take him in early in the first round than, say, the other guys, or I'm not even going to talk about Kyler Murray because he seems that's a foregone conclusion to the yeah. NFL world. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I I think Haskins is definitely the second best quarterback in the draft. I just, especially around his pro day, there's been so much hype because like, oh, he threw the ball so well. Yeah, I was but, but at like, home with the NFL Network on, and they were just yeah going nuts over it. See, like, it's exploding out of his hands. What one? I like. I watched the highlight. I'm like, it's not that. Impre- like, there's no one around him. There's no pressure. Mm-hmm. Also, he's not really throwing to the receiver. He's literally throwing to a spot, yeah. and the ball is in the air so long that the receiver can adjust. So, like, there that easily hides his accuracy. Yeah, which but that's sometimes part of the game. That's yeah, sometimes but it, like but it's what the different when you actually have a defender. Defending. I know, I know, but the throwing to the also, spot is a lot. That's yeah. a, that's a big part of the yeah. quarterback game. So I can't, you can't knock him too much for that. On the really deep balls, you can like if you see the receiver have to make a crazy adjustment, then yeah. But other times, if it's not a huge adjustment, the throwing to a spot well, isn't I just, a big... I just didn't think it justified the hype that it got. Yeah, well, also, the thing was I'll, his, I'll, they were all obsessing over his footwork because his the question with him was his footwork, and they're like, ah, does he have the footwork to be able to do all this stuff in the pocket because he never really showed that yeah. at Ohio State. And so in his pro, or at his pro day, they gave him only throws in situations that pointed out the like improvement yeah. in his footwork. Here's the thing, though. That's doing it in shorts, not in pads. I get it. With no line. No, I get also, it. Also, here's all I need to know about how meaningless and how much of a joke the combine and pro days are. On the record, every coach and every media person who went to Jamarcus Russell's pro day raves about how it was the best pro day and the best combat they've ever seen. Like, his pro yeah. day was astronomical. Everybody was convinced. Mm-hmm. And we saw how that turned out. Well, I thought the issue with Jamarcus Russell was his... Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, there, there were many his, issues. Uh, yeah, no, one, his his um, work ethic, that's what it is. His work ethic was I what mean, I thought the big one was. That, that was a major issue because, you know, the... His weight ballooned all up, and mm-hmm. so that was the big thing that, you know, he's got fat and stuff. It's hard to play quarterback when you're yeah. super fat. So that was an issue, but legitimately from day one in the NFL, he wasn't no, very he's... accurate. Like, yeah, he could throw it right. well, that, farther like, than anybody, like but I he said, had no accuracy. The... But he showed accuracy all through the combine well, yeah, and no, all through I that said stuff. Those same, I said those exact same comments when I was talking about Haskins and comparing it to yeah. Trubisky. I don't take much stock in it, but I, it's still a sign that shows, like, the traits are there. And so if you're, if it shows that, the, well, no, if he can do it, then he can do it. It's not like a matter of, yeah. oh, he can't do it well, anymore. Well, I mean, my, my example it's, of footwork would be like Marcus Mariota didn't, he was out of shotgun all through college. Yeah. So that was the thing that they wanted to show at his pro day. He showed that. That's been something he struggled with the NFL. Is, well, he, right. He but the, it, also comes, it also comes down to the coaching around you. And But the point is they showed that he can do it and a team took him second overall. Yeah, there's no doubt that them showcasing that hey he can also come out of come from under center and do all this stuff definitely helps in like improves his value to a team because if they I don't just, I just if they're don't skeptical think it should. If, no I get it but it worked for it, we yeah. could say it worked for Mariota no, it's no, something I, that teams I know will look it works. at I just think teams are stupid for doing that yeah I don't I don't buy it anytime mm-hmm. like a player does something in a pro day or the combine I'm yeah. just like. I don't care. Did they do it on film? Did they do it in the game? Because yeah. unless they did it in the game, it means nothing to me. Mm-hmm. All right. The third and final quick hit. This is the fun one. Uh, so this, this is a hypothetical situation. Okay. So hypothetically, you're graduating high school in the fall or in the yeah in the spring. So back to the you're, glory. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're a you're a high school senior. Glory quotes. You uh. That. You you never play you never ran cross country. All right. You, you played football. Man can dream, can he? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm also, Coach I'm, Bob. I'm, I'm, se- I'm setting I'm setting this dream <laughs> up for you. Yeah. So like, we're we're we'll give you we'll give you another two inches. So we'll, we'll make you six foot. Okay. Give me three. Come on. Give me a give me no. a chance here. You're, you're what? You're a six foot wide receiver. Oh, okay. Okay. Six foot wide receiver. Yeah. Got it. You're you're also lightning fast. I'm gonna say you still ran track. Okay. And you're still crazy, like you know. Okay. You also you ran like a a forty five, four hundred. Ooh. So you're you hear that, you're, Bob? You're, you're placing the four hundred. So, you, you, here here's your choice. You're you're basically you know the number one wide receiver prospect for Got high it. school. So you get to choose 
any school. You can mm-hmm. also choose whether you want to just play football or you want to do football on track in college. I would do both. Okay. So what school would you choose to take your uh, your wide receiver talents, your running talents to, and why? I was just while, while you're thinking. Obviously, I would choose the University of yeah, Oregon. You're, you're that's picking, a, that's you're a picking Oregon. That's just because the, the fact that I would get a run on Hayward um, Field would be amazing, and then also playing at the University of Oregon would be amazing. I'm. I will pick. USC. Oh boy. Yeah. I know that. Sorry to I do know that to your you. Favorite, but I didn't think you would pick them. Oh no, my like all time. Okay, this is not my all time dream, but one of like something that I would love to do is run out into the Coliseum on game day. That's fair. That's fair. I think I personally think thing. I think the Coliseum is the coolest stadium in college athletics. Or at least college football. I think the Coliseum is so cool. I mean, I'll give you, there's a lot of history and it is a cool stadium. I'm saying that I think it's the coolest one. I don't know. I mean, it is my favorite thing watching, you know, Oregon absolutely demolish USC in the Coliseum. Uh That's real funny. Let's talk about Stanford. (laughs) Yeah. Real quiet over there now, aren't you, Cole? No, I would pick pick USC because... Even, I just would love to play in the Coliseum. And even even with the current, like, Clay Hilton is the coach, and you got to deal with that. you got to deal with that offense. Listen, dude, I'd be and going to school at, quarterback. at USC in Southern California. That's fair. Where I get to run out into the Coliseum on Saturdays. Not all every Saturday, but on Saturdays. And I have a chance to burn your ducks on the field. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take USC. Not. Okay, you take USC. Yeah, I'm taking USC. You know what's sad is you might actually help USC score more points in track too, so that could be also That's what's up, for my ducks. dude. I'm not. Yeah, I'm picking USC. I I guess I you know I thought if you, you were, want to know what it, what I was deciding between, yeah. I'll tell you. Who were you deciding? I between? was deciding between USC and Michigan State. That that's actually honestly. I kind of thought I I kind of thought you would go at like a Michigan State. The reason, or, or I thought you were gonna go like a uh, like a Texas A and M or something. Mm-hmm. If I was gonna pick in this sit- hypothetical situation, if you had made me a quarterback, I was picking Michigan State. No brainer. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even like that was gonna come out of my mouth before you even finished the scenario. You'd rather be a quarterback at Michigan State than at USC. Because the USC quarterback well, here's literally my has, yeah, like, yeah, the one world in the palm of his hand. Oh, I know. But this is why I would want to be the quarterback at Michigan State, because I would want to beat Michigan. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And I have a disdain for the University of Michigan. Well, I just don't like the Wolverines. Yes. So, yeah, I would want well – That's why – That is why I would have way more impact on the Michigan State versus Michigan game so I would want to be a part of that rivalry more than just play quarterback at USC. Okay. So well, you, you could be the quarterback that turns it all around for USC, brings them back right, to glory. Right, but I could also be the quarterback that beats Michigan four straight years. <laughs> it's true. Assuming it, I'm good enough. It would even it would be even better if you uh, you knocked them out of the playoffs for four years. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> I was gonna try and do the Cardi B. Oh, I can't do it. <laughs> nope. I was going to okay. try it, but I hesitated. Well, I think that about does it for quick hits for us. So uh, Yeah. Actually, we, wait, no, you said you'd pick Oregon. I was about to say, who, what was yeah, your pick? No, that was a stupid, on, yeah. Come on. Duh. That's that's not really a question. Yeah, it's, no. It's Oregon. It's a and given. There's not really even another one I would really consider, mm-hmm. to be honest. I mean. I know. I know. It's you. It's, yeah. it's you. So we'll move on here to our. To our big point here, which I'm yep. gonna, I would like to give a shout out to Nicole Syverson being the first person to reach out to us about a topic she wanted to hear yep. on the podcast. Yep. So she wanted a topic, so we are giving this her is the topic. Here, we this here it is. We do it. If you write at us, we'll do it. We'll talk yep. about it. So this is actually an interesting one. I, Cole, I know you kind of took lead on this one and did a ton of the research for it. So I did. I did a I'll lot hand of it research. off to you, but I just from what I've read and what we've talked about, like amongst ourselves, um, off the podcast, 
I I think it's interesting, and I do actually want to get into this one a little bit because it's a little bit of a it, it's a good talking point, I would say. Definitely yep. worth talking about. Very interesting, and it'll it's a head scratcher. It'll make you think a little bit. Yep. All right. So this one. So Nicole requests that we talk about the uh, U.S. Women's National Soccer Team suing uh, the U.S. Uh, national team organizers for equal pay because the women earn less than the men right now. And I'm going to break that down for you how that works. So the women are paid on salary for making the team roster. Right. So if you're a U.S. woman and you make the team uh, for the year, you get a $72,000 salary, base salary, and then you also do receive health insurance on top of that. Yeah. Uh, for the men, they are paid on a per-game basis. So they're only paid if they're on the roster for that game. So the men receive $5,000 minimum for a loss, and it can be up to $17,000 uh, for a win. Or okay. se- yeah, $17,000 for a win. Both teams play 20 exhibition games throughout the season, and that's what these salaries paid for. The women do receive a $1,350 bonus if they win. Okay. That is that is what they receive for playing in the games, for playing the 20 exhibition games. Mm-hmm. Any extra salary stuff is for if, like, the World Cup or other tournaments that the U.S. may be entered in. Right. Like the Copa America and stuff, which right. I don't have the numbers for the Copa America. I was more focused on the World Cup and stuff. Right. But so, like, for Fair the enough. World Cup, the women make uh, – $15,000 for making the World Cup roster. And the men make uh, $68,000 for making the Almost World Cup $69, roster. Almost 69000 Almost $69,000. Uh, $68,750. Yeah. So. And that is, that is still paid for by the yeah. Federation. And so you that, don't have to be good at math to know that's a lot more. It's a lot more. Uh, where it does get different is so FIFA like actually pays out like bonuses for mm-hmm. however far you make it and stuff. So like uh the US women won the world the last uh women's world cup. Right. And they were paid uh a two million dollar pot for winning that was split among all the players. Mm-hmm. So all the players on the roster gotta share this two million dollar pot. Right. The men who uh, didn't even make the last World Cup. You have to go to the World Cup before that, yeah. where they got knocked out in the Our round stud of men's team. They got knocked out in the round of sixteen. It's not even like they made the quarterfinals, and they got paid eight million dollars, an eight million dollar pot for losing. Granted, these numbers are from those just the these pots I'm talking about. These are from FIFA, right? So this is separate, and this is based on how much revenue. Right, the it's a little different. It's a generate, yeah. and the men generate way more. Yeah, so that at least the there women. is a little bit of a justification behind that yeah. one, so that, to speak. That one is more. That's unfortunately that's just how it works with the revenue. That's yeah. that's how it breaks up, and that's, not to say that it's right or wrong or anything. There's just a little bit more yeah. behind it that kind of would explain those numbers more, yeah. and kind of maybe yeah. Make it set, sit a little bit better with yeah. people. Back to the what the uh, National Federation pays out. The U.S. men get 25% more uh, per diem. So that's like – so they basically yeah. get cash for meals yeah. when they're per like night just there like with the team. Expenses yeah. to cover certain things when yeah. they're – So the, the, men get, the men get 25% more than the women get. Okay. Do you know okay. – any chance did you find the number – I I struggled to find the number for that because yeah, that, like that's a hard to, one to find. You probably the have number to do for. a lot of looking for yeah. that one, so I don't blame you. And I I actually read a lot of like the legal documents in this briefing or in the in the filing. Sheesh. Yeah, that that's where I got some of these numbers from. So, that's how much digging I did for this, because a lot of a lot of websites just put numbers and they don't put the context. So I'm like, well, I want to know actually more in depth about the number. So right. the, the other the other interesting one is so the players get a percentage of or not a percentage they get a um, bonus for the ticket sales of the games they play. Mm-hmm. So for the women, they get a dollar twenty per ticket sold uh, for one yeah. of their games. The men get a dollar fifty uh, per ticket sold. What? Which? 
What bothers me about this one is I feel like this is such a correctable issue. Yeah. Why not? I know. I yeah. You said it. Just take like a, a flat percentage of what they make at the gate. Yeah. And then yeah, if it's if the if the total's different, then it's different in one way or the other. But that's just you can't argue it because percentage is the same. It's based off of once again revenue what they bring in. Yeah. Yes. I, I like, yeah. I don't know why they don't just I feel go. Like this shouldn't. This one shouldn't even be an issue. It's yeah. It's stupid shouldn't. to me that yeah. they have a difference in this one. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. Especially when come getting into your next point here, the women's average more revenue. Yeah. Over over the pet. So. Because th- this is a slightly misleading, because um, a lot of websites I was looking at, they like like to put out right away that like uh, the women make uh, twenty million more in revenue mm-hmm. than the men, which which isn't isn't true. Right. They over the past four years they've averaged five point eight million dollars more in revenue than the men's team, which, which is probably where that twenty ish million dollar figure yeah, comes they, from. They, yeah. They ra- but the way the way it's often no, presented, I know the way it's worded is as if they, they, they presented it like it's they, yearly. Yeah. yeah. It's which, not. It's which a collective over four years. Yep. So just over the last four years. Which is kind of bogus to me. That that's the thing that I'm like Yeah, that's yeah, where this is this is inexcusable. Right. Like you can't even the numbers work in favor like they work against the men, so it's kinda yeah. hard to justify that decision. The and, the women are making more money. Yeah, they bring in more. So how they are not paid if you're on the same level. The decision should always be based on revenue. Yeah, and which, if they bring in more, then they should see an increase. Yeah, which, And I'm going to be honest. I think with the women making more revenue, I think they should be paid more than the men because they're bringing in more revenue. Yeah. I yeah, don't I see mean, why if, there's any reason why they're be, not. That would, to my, and I don't know if there's any more nuances behind all of it that we're missing here. But if my general understanding, and I could be wrong, but my general understanding is you're paid based on, for at least athletics, it comes down to the revenue that they generate and bring in. Yeah. So if the women are averaging $5.8 million more in revenue per year over the last four years, mm-hmm. they should then, yeah, they they should see an increase in their pay. They should probably get more. Yeah. So I just, that's, this is kind of the damning stat in this whole thing, or not stat, but the damning part in this yeah. whole thing. Yeah. It's because I feel like someone could sit back and kind of explain away all the other stuff. Although I don't know how they would explain away the per ticket bonus because that yeah. just is stupid just, to it's me. It's stupid. It's when you get to this part right here, the $5.8 million more in revenue, where it's – I'd, I'd love to hear a counter argument to it. I don't understand how someone I don't could know, make it. I don't know what you could say because the argument all the time when it comes to sports is, oh, revenue, revenue, revenue. They generate yeah. more, so they Who get paid more. makes more money? They get paid which more, yeah. Is a, which is a perfectly reasonable and fair argument to make. Uh, so yep. I want to hear someone argue against it here in this case. Like yeah. why is it different here? Yeah. I, I would love to know. The one interesting thing I think, too, that it could bite some of the women back um, just because they do make the $72,000 just straight up salary, mm-hmm. which that is kind of nice It being a salary. Mm-hmm. So you know what you're going to make. Right. And you they, they do get the health insurance benefits, which the men don't. Right. Which because that is a little bit of a thing with the men like they do make more granted. It's a little bit more unstable. Like if they are not on the roster for a game, they don't get paid. Yeah. And, you know, they're paid per game, which I think the women will probably have to give up. You know, their salary would have to go to a per right. game thing. But Granted, they're making so much less than the men that it's it's ridiculous. Here's the thing. Like you, t- you go back to the $5,000 figure for a loss, right? And that's to their 20 exhibition games. Yeah. The men on the roster could lose all twenty games and make a hundred thousand. Yep. So so they're still making more. They're than still just losing. they could go. Oh, they can lose twenty games and still, if they're on the roster, they'll make more than the women. Yeah, which is bogus, especially when you take into account the revenue. Yeah. So there, there's yeah. where your big red flag is. I would, I can't yeah. think in my like, I can't. Come, I'm, I'm struggling to come up with with like, what kind of argument can you make? I, I don't know. The other interesting thing, um, I don't have all the numbers listed here, but I do know looking at, like, all the attendance stuff, uh, the men were consistently a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. But it's a narrow gap. Like, it right. was, it was like, a thing of, like, you know, the men are getting, you know, 32,000 people to come watch them, and the women are getting, like, 28. Yeah. So it's it's close. And, when, and once a lot again, of, like, the different you can things. Bring, you also, can bring uh, in the whole ticket 
cost, the flat rate, like, percentage of the gate. And then, yeah. ta-da, there you yeah. go. The, the other interesting one, too, is, like, the women, though, also, I think, from my understanding of the way the revenue works, mm-hmm. part of the reason the women have so much more revenue is the fact that, you know, they make the World Cup every year, whereas the men last year, you know, yeah. didn't. So that misses out on revenue. They're more consistent in the national also, field. Yeah, also, like, the Women's World Cup, when they play in the final, that actually set a lot of records for, I believe mm-hmm. it had over 13 million uh, viewers in U.S. They have a following. Yeah, so, I mean, you got 13 million, and the 13 million viewers is by far the most watched soccer game mm-hmm. in the U.S. Yeah. It beats all of the men's totals. Yeah. So they even, like, on a TV basis, like, when they've played in the big stages, they've brought in they've more viewers than the men. They've also, yeah, so they've also obviously done better. Obviously, there's plenty to look at this lawsuit and kind of justify them filing the lawsuit. Yeah. I don't really, like, I look, I'm looking at all this, and the only stuff where I see hurting them is the stuff that involves the that involves FIFA. Yeah. And I don't know the total disparities there. Like, you'd, you'd have to get into a lot of analytics and everything and a well, lot the, of math on that. The, I know FIFA, the men makes so much no, more. No, I know. I know. And the the reason too is that uh girls in a lot of other countries obviously Don't sports play. is not a thing right. for them and so they're not encouraged to play, they're not right. set up to play, it's not set up. Yeah. So most other like teams around the world don't have great women's soccer yeah. programs. So the US is one of the few that does. For the sake of this, we'll say you take out the uh the FIFA, like the stuff that's FIFA payouts, right? Yeah. Take that out. I still don't see really an argument at all against the women being paid more or at least being paid equally in this yeah. one. Yeah. Because it mean, comes up, and I'm speaking purely based off of just them bringing in more revenue. Yeah. I don't know what you, Which, how you like, what think, holds that back then if they bring in that. And that's 5.8 million is a considerable amount more to bring yeah. in. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know why you, like, why. Are they not making more in this specific instance here? Yeah. No, I I 100% think it should be as long as the women are bringing in more revenue, they should be paid more. Right. If they're bringing the same revenue, they should, should be, be paid the same. proportional to how much they if bring it, in. If it flips where, you know, in five years the men are doing yeah. really well. Then it and, flips in five and years. It flips, you know, then, it should be. You know, it could it go back up to the men be being proportional, paid a more. directly yeah. related to how much revenue they bring in for their sport or yeah. their viewership whatever the wording you want to use is yeah i yeah i definitely think this is justified i think the the women should definitely win this lawsuit like that's it should happen they should get yeah no i i i could see them winning it i don't know how they wouldn't looking at all of it like i've repeated here i mean they have the case i think they have a winning case yeah they it should be a winning case only time will tell you know that's kind of what we're at i'll be interested to see how it how it ends up turning out oh i Especially because I would love to see the scope of what that'll do for the rest of like women's athletics across the board. Mm-hmm. But it, we can, can get into that following the verdict and everything on this case, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So that'll wrap it us wrap it up for us here, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at Beards Bros. Also, give us a like on Facebook and feel free to spread the word. Mm-hmm. As you can see, we'll talk about if you have anything you want us to talk about or give our input on we'll talk about it here on the podcast shout out nicole again yep um so yeah send us send us a message on facebook or tweet at us for that or if you know us individually approach us individually about it but until next time take it easy guys yep see you next week